And right now it's my privilege to welcome up um, Ian Bilby. He's going to be preaching this morning. So why don't we give him a big round of applause, a big clap. Awesome. Thank you, Ian. Father, thank you for the gifts that have just been brought in, and we just ask your blessing upon every person that's given, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the consistency of giving in this church and the generous spirit that is in this place. We pray, Lord, that that will continue. And Lord, you said that if we gave, you would pour back into us, Lord, far more than we ever gave. So let it happen this week, I pray, for family after family, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, warriors who become warriors. All of us are warriors. We've been saying that Jesus has won the victory. He has. And we come to this series from a place of victory, from a place where Jesus has overcome all the difficulties and all the doubts that uh, flood our minds from time to time, and we all have them. But he's given us the keys to overcoming and uh, changing our, our, our position and our perspective so that instead of worrying, we become overcomers. And we go out into life with a, a sense of victory that he has already won for us. Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So this month we just need to look at this whole thing of worry. And I want to put a scripture up uh, that I trust is going to uh, resonate in your life. From, from If it never has before, I've been praying that this morning this scripture will become strong in your heart. And I would even suggest that you learn it off by heart if you already don't know it, so that you can stand with it and, and, and call upon God in the times when those worries begin to inflict us. And the whispering spirits come and begin to tell us things and place things in our minds that are just not true, that are just far from the truth. You know, and so... This scripture, let's have that one up there, please. It's Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 and verse 7. Let's all stand together. Shall we read it together, shall we? Come on. Yeah. Hallelujah. Lord, let a sense of your presence fill this place with faith as we read your word, Father, which is forever established in heaven. Hallelujah. Let your kingdom come, Lord. And let your will be done in our hearts and lives, just like it is in heaven. Let's read the scripture. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. See, we need our hearts and our minds protected. And this is the key. 
that we come to the Lord with thanksgiving and with praise. Hallelujah. And, and, and we recapture all the good things and the truth. We replace the worry with the truth. Hallelujah. And God says if you'll do that, the peace of God, don't sit down yet. Good man. Hallelujah. Isn't this a good man? Oh, I love this brother in the Lord. Hallelujah. If anyone can sit down, you can, sir. You. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> You've been sitting down all morning while we've been standing and singing. <laughs> Praise God for a good drummer, eh? Yeah. Hallelujah. I, 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 was, I was reading the scripture in, in the Message Bible. And the Message Bible is a, is a translation, and it, it's a free translation. But every so often it comes up with some great translations of, uh, of the Word of God. And this is one of them. Let's have that one up here. Here it comes. Oh, read this. Here we go. One, two. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Amen. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of you. We used to sing an old song years ago, and it goes like this, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Hands up those who remember that old song. Yeah, you're old. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you can be seated if you'd like to. Boy, they all like that. <laughs> And uh, it, goes, it says, turn your eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face and, and, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. And if we can only capture the light of his glory and his grace, everything else finds its, its perspective. The psalmist said, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. You know, God is great. You can't make him any larger or any bigger than he is, but sometimes he becomes small in our thinking when we begin to worry, you see. And we need to magnify. We need to bring him to the forefront. We need to expand our vision of him. We need to put the magnifying glass of faith on to the presence and person of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, instead of magnifying the problems. Sometimes we turn molehills into mountains. And we get out the magnifying glass and we are so much worrying and dwelling on what the problem is, we need to put the magnifying glass and magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. And, the, and it's amazing what will happen when Christ replaces worry at the center of your life. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? 
Well, some of you is going to share a time in our lives where we had a little bit of a worry. Come on, Soph, come and share for a minute. Thank you. About two years ago, we walked through those doors for the first time and came into this church. And we absolutely felt at home. We loved the culture. We loved the joy that Ruth and Paul and all their family showed. We loved the freedom that was in this place. And we loved the fact that you were overcomers. Nothing is impossible. You know, and we just enjoyed this church. Now, we were traveling in a motorhome and had been for two or three years. We had been without a home. So the next thing was to buy a home. So we took some time to have a look and we had a budget because that's all we have. That's We're retired, so there's no further income. So we needed to buy within our means. Well, we found a place. We found a place at Fongaroa Harbour. It was everything that we wanted and Ian always goes for God's best. Going for God's best was at the very top of our budget. Do you know, we kind of, I, I can settle for second best. I don't mind living in, in little, but no, Ian says God's got the best for us. You know, and so we decided, and we put in a very good offer into this home. And it took the man who was selling it increased the price, and it felt like it was out of reach. Well, I worried. It started a little bit, oh, you know, I just a little bit of worry. It was a Monday. By the Thursday, I didn't realise how much stress and how much I worried about it. I'd loved the church. I just, we came in between. But here I am, and by Thursday, I woke up with a headache. You know, I'm not a person who gets headaches, but I woke up with a headache. By 10 o'clock, this headache, I couldn't even move my head. You know, by midday, I was sick. And I'm thinking, I, I've got a, I have never had a migraine, and I've never had one since. But I was in bed on the Thursday with a migraine headache. I was really sick. I was so bad. By 4 o'clock, Ian prayed for me, you know, prayed for God's healing. And I lay there because I couldn't move. I had pillows behind. The room, the top of the motorhome where I was dark and I just lay there and God has to get us flat on our back sometimes before we even listen and in this situation all I could do was start saying thank you Lord for healing me thank you Lord for healing me and I just had to thank God and I know that the headache started to subside you know and I kind of managed to get asleep I couldn't turn or but I slept through the night the next morning I woke up oh it's a bit better and as I lay there, your thoughts come, and I was quiet. And I said, thank you, Jesus, for healing my headache, you know. And I heard a whisper in my voice, in, in, in the back of my head, and it said, read Joshua chapter 1. Oh. So I got myself out of bed. It was about 10 in the morning, so it was quite late. And um, I read Joshua chapter 1, and I went to it, and I started off in verse 1. I, just, I don't know why, I now see it's the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I read this in verse 11. Get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. 
Now, I knew that the Jordan indicates and, and it's a sign of barriers or problems, and we had a problem. So get your supplies ready, and three days from now, you will cross over this problem, and you will go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. And do you know, I read it three times. I've only read it twice. I read it three times. And I felt a peacefulness come over me. What am I worried about? If this is God in three days' time, I don't need to worry. And I realized that I can't worry and trust God at the same time. So I put my trust in God. And then I saw Ian pick up his Bible around midday, and I says, oh, look, I read this this morning, you know, and this really stuck out. I didn't read any more. I only got as far as verse 11, but I read it. And so he read it. And again, he, he thought, in three days, he did his Bible reading, and he came back to it, and he says, so I think that God is saying something to us. So at this point, we get together, and we pray. We joined together in the motorhome across the little table thing there. We held hands and we prayed, Lord, if this is of you, you will make it possible. We entrust it with you. What we're going to do is we're going to put our one and final and last offer in. It was a Friday. And we will give it. And if they respond, they respond. And if they don't, we're on our way on Tuesday morning. But you know God's word is true. On the Monday... At exactly the hour when I shared and Ian and myself prayed, the deal was done. And we have a beautiful home that's provided by our God. We know that because it was impossible before that. And I thought, I worried. But you know, the moment that I turned away from my worry and committed it to the Lord Jesus, I really started to sense that we, are, we fight in a different realm. We fight, we have by faith. You know, and my faith arose. There's times to not just settle for second best. There's times to go for it. Total victory. Hallelujah. And life does is that, hey, come on. And whatever it is that plagues your heart today, know that God loves you with an unfailing love. And he is going to change you into a warrior and release you from being a warrior. Hallelujah. Years ago when the Israelites were having real trouble, the Midianites would come up and once they got all the, the Israelites got all their crops ready and they were growing and the harvest was about to come, this tribe of people would come up and wreck their crops. They would destroy anything that was good and then they would rob the people and clear off again. And it happened for seven years in a row. Every year the same thing would happen. And it says, now I better get my glasses out so I can read. Hallelujah. And it says, Israel oppressed the Midianites. 
In Judges chapter 6 and verse 6, it says, Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to God for help. They begin to shape their worries through praise and petition until God moved on their behalf. The only trouble was God's answer was a warrior, not a warrior. Well, he was a warrior, but he just didn't know it. And his name was Gideon. And, and, and he, he is there, and, and he's so full of fear that he, he is uh, threshing wheat in the wine press. He is hiding. He doesn't want anybody to know that he's making a little bit of uh, some wine here to gladden his heart. And the angel of the Lord turns up to him and says, Good morning, Gideon. Well, that's my version. Good morning, thou mighty warrior. And Gideon is looking around and saying, who on earth is he talking to? Because it certainly can't be me. I'm worried out of my head about what's happening to me. But God saw him as he is. And sometimes we don't know who we are. We've been singing by faith this morning, I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. But God knows we are who he says we are. It's just got to get from here down into here till we know. Till we know. And while it's okay as long as it happens one day. And it's got to happen this morning for some. Hallelujah. In this place. Gideon had all these questions that worried him. He says, well, how can I be a warrior? I'm the least in my family and I'm, I'm this and that and what about this and what about that? And he needed showing again and again as God began to transform him from a warrior into a warrior. It took time, but God was patient with him and just walked with him and he answered all these questions which he had tumbling out of him. He said, Lord, well, it's this, if this is you, show me this. God showed him. Well, if this is you, then show me that. God showed him that. Well, if this is you, Lord, help me in this. And he did. And slow, over the time, he began to change, hallelujah, by the power of the Lord. He began to shape his worries into prayer. He began to trust God. He began to inquire of the Lord. He said, Lord, what's going on? And God began to answer him. And he's shaping his worries through praise and through petition until the peace of God began to settle in his heart and he began to become that warrior that God knew he always was. In verse 23 of Judges chapter 6, it says, But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. Well, that's good news, if ever you heard it. <laughs> but it's important. When I read that on Thursday, I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit said to me, Ian, this morning, that is what is happening in some people's lives in this place. And I want to tell you, the word of the Lord, hear me now, the word of the Lord to you is, you are not going to die. Yeah. Take it 
right now and receive it into your heart. Whoever, there's probably several people that that thought has started to come to you. But I want to tell you, it's a lie from the pit of hell. Hallelujah. And I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And the end of the service, I want to pray with you. And I want to help you through that. Hallelujah. But just right now, just let it settle. Just let it settle in your heart. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord to you is you are not going to die. And eventually the peace of God settles on Gideon. That peace of God which transcends all understanding. And he builds an altar and he calls it Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. The Message Bible says it is wonderful what happens when Christ replaces worry at the center of your life. See, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of peace and of love and of a sound mind, and we need to receive it deep in our hearts. We need to receive it. Hallelujah. And, and, and cast aside all those other thoughts and imaginations that exalt themselves against the truth. I know it's not easy, but we need to enter in to the fullness of what God, what Jesus has done for us. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Verse 25, Gideon is told to tear down his father's altar. And he says, I'll do it. Not easy when you've got to tear down your father's altar. But he was still afraid he did it at night. But the results were still good. And he's learning. We don't turn from a warrior into a warrior overnight necessarily, but it happens. In verse 34, it says, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet, summoning the Abizarites to follow him. He turns into this warrior, and he turns from being a man who was afraid. The next, within a few short weeks, he's out there, and he's leading the people to victory after victory. Many of you know in Judges chapter 7, you can read the story. And you can see how this warrior turns into a warrior. Daniel said, but the people that know their God will be strong and do exploits. And it's a matter of filling our hearts and our minds with God. Hallelujah. They're the people that do exploits. They're the people that become warriors. And so we need to be able to do that. King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20, it just says, this king was there, and it says a vast army, three different kingdoms came in against, against him, and he was, it says, alarmed, Josh, 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 3 says, alarmed, Joshua resolved to inquire of the Lord. When we get alarmed, that is the time to seek the Lord, Yes. And just inquire of him. See, he is beginning to shape. Hallelujah. And it records his prayer. And he begins to pray to God. Say, God, remember what you said. Remember that if we got into trouble, you would help us. Remember if we turned to you. And he reminds the Lord about all these things. But he inquires of the Lord. And he says in verse 12, this is what he prayed. For we have no power to face this army that is attacking us. But our eyes are upon you. Hallelujah. And there's undoubtedly people this morning 
who have come to the point where what you face is just like it's so big and it's so alarming that you know you don't have the power to walk out of that thing and walk through that. But he knows the way through. And we need to take, instead of worrying, we need to pray. We need to shape our worries through praise and petition. We shape our worries into prayer. And once you begin to pray, God begins to move. Hallelujah. God begins to move. Hallelujah. But we need to include him. We don't know what to do, he said, but our eyes upon you. Then it says the spirit of the Lord came upon Yahaziel. And he said, do not be afraid or discouraged because of this army. For the battle is not yours but the Lord's. When we get into a situation where these worries and things begin to oppress us, we need to know that it's not through striving and, and, and determining that brings us through. It is sometimes, it is a matter of just standing still. Hallelujah. And let the Lord do the work because if he doesn't do it, you're in big trouble. <laughs> but he does it. Over and over again, I've seen God turn my situations into blessing. Hallelujah. I've seen things that would tend to threaten our life and our situation and our functioning, and, but God can turn it to good. Hallelujah. And we trust him to do those things. And we include him. We inquire. When, when we, even a, a thing like a house. We, see, this was not just a house. This was where we were to live. And we came, this all happened out in the car park out here because our motorhome was parked out there while we were trying to negotiate this jolly settlement. And we came to the church here and both of us felt, wow, maybe this is where God wants us to be. See, the house wasn't just a house. It was a whole future. Hallelujah. It's where God wanted to plant us and to be. So it was, and what you're facing now is not just the thing, it's more than that. It's your future. Hallelujah. It's what God wants to release you to become a warrior and to become effective in the things of God. And, and, and so we, we need to walk with you and help you get through the whole thing. Hallelujah. And out the other side. But as we begin to worship and thank God and commit, this house thing to the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord comes upon a verse in the Bible and faith springs up. Yeah. When I read that, I said, this is it. This is not just that, this is where we're meant to be. Because we'd been praying, we'd been traveling, Lord, is there anywhere where you want us to settle? Where can we be of use? Where can we function? Where can we be a blessing? See, that's what we're praying. And the Holy Spirit led us to this place. Hallelujah. And we can become warriors here together. And so they went out and singing and praising God. These people in the Jehoshaphat, he said, send out the singers. And as they begin to praise him, God sent ambushments and the victory was won. Hallelujah. The warriors turned into warriors. King Hezekiah was the same in Second Chronicles 32 and Isaiah 37. Oh, King Sennacherib, king of Caesarea, says, I'm going to clean these people out. 
And, and he wrote letters. And he said, I'll tell you what, don't you be thinking that you're going to win this. You're not going to win it. We have cleaned out person after person. We've cleaned out city after city. This is what the letter said. We've cleaned out tribe after tribe. Your God can't help you against us. Look what we've done to all the other gods all around the place. Do you think you're going to be any different from anybody else? No show. You are going down the gurgler. Well, you won't read that version. That is the Bilby version of this. You see? And what did Hezekiah do? Do you think he was worried? I tell you. When you've got a huge army coming at you to lay siege to your city, and sieges were shocking things, he was worried, all right. And he gets this letter, and it tells him all that his God is, it will never save him. And he, and he tells him that this, he'll never, uh, he, he's heading for the cleaners, and, and he's not, not, you know, he's going to be in, and the city is going to be wiped out. Hey, he was worried, all right. And he gets this letter. So what does he do? Isaiah 37, verse 14 says this Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers of the king of uh, Assyria, and he read it. And when you read stuff like that, you get worried. (laughs) What did he do then? He went up to the temple of the Lord, and he spread it out before the Lord, and Hezekiah prayed to the Lord. He said, Lord, this is my situation. Look at this. And he got out the letter, and he said, Lord... Look what's been said. Look at the report I've got. Look at all the things that are happening. And he got them and he took them out. And he spread them out before the Lord. And he said, Lord, look at this. I need your help. Lord, help me. Show us what to do. He spread it out before the Lord. God heard and began to pray. He began to shape his worries through praise and petition. You can read his prayer. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding flooded his heart. And he stood up before the people and he said, I believe God. Hallelujah. See, see, he stood up and he went out and they won a great victory. And uh, God did some great things. I think the God sent out an angel and they won great victories. Hallelujah. And the warriors turned into warriors. Yeah. Yes, they did. Hallelujah. Oh, an angel went out and put 185,000 to death. That's better. Peter is in prison. Herod had just uh, beheaded James. The apostle, Jesus' brother. And he thought that was a good idea, so he put Peter in prison. Do you think Peter was worried? Do you think his wife was worried? Do you think his kids were worried? Do you think the church was concerned? Come on. They were worried, all right. This was a death sentence to this man. But what did they do? The church went to prayer. It says the church was praying. You see, they were shaping their worries into prayer. Hallelujah. They began to, instead of worrying, they began to pray. And I guess Peter's wife was there. And I bet his kids were there. And they're they're praying, saying, Lord, help us. God hears the prayer. 
He sends an angel and looses Peter and out he comes. And it says when Peter was knocking at the door and they looked and opened the door, it says they were astonished. See, they didn't have a whole lot of faith about it, that anything was going to happen. But I know that some of you will be astonished when you see the hand of the Lord setting you free and ministering his life in place of your worries. Paul and Silas were in prison. Here they are. They've been flogged severely, the Bible says. They were flogged. They were beaten. They were put in the prison. They got their feet in the stocks. The rats are running around. The smell is terrible. It is dark. And at midnight, they said, what are we going to do? Paul looks at Silas. He says, you're not looking too good. He says, you're not either. It's a bit of a worry. Here we are in prison. He says, what do we do? He said, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Paul says. We're going to shape our worries into praise and petition. Hallelujah. And it says, they began to sing in the midnight. It says, it says, and about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. See, what we happens in this time is other people catch our spirit. Hallelujah. And God hears a sound from heaven. He, he looks down around. He says, somebody's singing. Oh, no, it's not that fellow Paul. He's got a terrible voice. <laughs> but he's singing and he's praising God. They could have been sitting in there as miserable as sin, full of concern. They had every reason to be, but they shaped their worries into praise and petition. God sent an angel and set them free, and the church at Philippi was born. Peter says, cast every care on him, for he cares for you. There is a time to take the burden of worry, hallelujah, and to lift it off yourself and to take it, hallelujah, and to place it, oh, and to take it to the foot of the cross and say, Lord, all my worries and all my burdens I place under your blood, hallelujah, that you have won the victory at the cross and I lay it down. I can't win it, Lord. I don't know how to overcome this. I don't know what to do, but I'm going to give it all and I'm going to cast all my care upon you, hallelujah, and I'm going to leave it there and I'm going to walk away from it in the name of Jesus. Sometimes that will release you and set you free as you there put it there. You know, I've thought about it, and Sophie and I have thought about it, why is it? that we don't worry a whole lot anymore. Or we have our moments. Stuff happens. Reports come in. Bills come in. But we've learned what to do. It is because we know that God is a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. It's because we know that all things will work together for good because we love God and we're called, we trust Him. We know that God will only wants to do us good. Hallelujah. He wants the best for me and not the worst. He loves us with an unfailing love. <coughs> does this mean that Sophie and I don't worry at times? No, of course it doesn't. But we've learned to shape our worries into prayer and to trust God. We've learned to get the magnifying glass out and turn it on the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we get the binoculars out and we turn them around the other way. <laughs> and the problems become smaller. Hallelujah. Then we get out the binoculars and we look at what the Lord has promised. And we magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. 
The things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and His grace. God wants to change warriors into warriors. Hallelujah. He really does. He wants to free you from those nagging thoughts that persist. Anxiety is things too big and too hard confronting you. God says, pray with thanksgiving. My heart goes out to people that find themselves in these horrible, dark situations. But you're not going to stay there. Jesus has come. Perhaps you don't know how to pray. Perhaps you don't know God, really. You know about him. But you don't know him like you keep hearing others talk about him. Or perhaps you've drifted away. You no longer have the faith that you used to have and and a good God. And slowly you've just drifted. Come back home. Come back to the Father who loved you and loves you and cares about you. Stop fighting him. Let him be God in your life. Jesus is the way back to the Father. God so loves you that he gave his only son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn it but to save it. He doesn't look down on you because you're struggling. He's glad that you're struggling that you haven't given up. But it would be a joy to pray with you this morning as you open your life fully to Him. The Bible says, if two of you shall agree touching anything, it shall be done. It would be a joy for me to agree with you. If you've never given your life to the Lord, do it today. If you've been away and you've drifted and your faith is in a good God is dim and come back home. Give your life to him this morning. You say, hey, Ian, how can I do that? Let me agree with you in prayer. As you open your life to God, God will open his life to you and exchange your strength for his. Exchange your sin for his righteousness. Give everything back to him. Father, as we come to the close of this service, I pray that your spirit will move among us 
that signs and wonders will follow the preaching of the word. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, that you made it possible for us to return to the Father and be forgiven and start again. If you like that this morning and you would love me to pray with you and agree with you in this first, as we come to the end of the service, why don't you just lift your hand to me and say, yes, you pray for me. I'm coming back to the Father this morning. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? There's two here that are coming. God bless you. Hallelujah. Come home. Return to the Father's heart. The enemy is, will offer you all sorts of things in exchange, but come home, come back, surrender to him. Is there anyone else? You're saying, yes, hallelujah. I'm coming back again. I need to walk with my Lord. Father, we just bow in your presence. And I thank you for these ones who are Sensing that call back to you, Lord, to a place of strong faith again. Lord, where the temptations to go away, Father, are being brought to the foot of your cross. And the determination to say yes to you and no to everything else that is not of you. Lord, let miracles happen in this place this morning. Let salvation and life burst into these people's hearts, I pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. We're going to close the service at the end of this song. But then I want to pray with people. The Bible says if you're sick, let the call for the elders of the church. And we're here. We can anoint with oil. If you're... if, 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 if if you're one of those people that when I gave that scripture, you're not going to die, but you're going to live, I'd love to pray with you. Hallelujah. If you've got things that are worrying you or are concerning you, bring them to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. And let that powerful prayer of agreement break the thing. Hallelujah. And set you free. Let's stand together, church, as we sing. Thank you. Hallelujah.